the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The, view, the views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. How are you? Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, taking a look at markets, taking a look at stories along those lines uh, is how we typically start. We're going to stretch into some personal financial issues um, as the day goes on. Sorry, I'm trying to get my throat ready for another two hours of chit-chat. Doesn't quite feel right yet today. Uh, 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. The market is dealing with a Federal Reserve that wants to raise interest rates. So we open the day down. Pretty much so across the board in the S&P 500, the Dow, the NASDAQ, crude oil. Gold higher and silver as people are uh, hiding out there. Ten-year treasuries moved from about two months ago at 1.3 all the way up to 1.75. Um, so borrowing costs are going up. The market is acting weak. Today we blame China. They had a very disappointing trade balance for the month of September, which featured a 10% year-over-year decline in exports. We don't want the stuff they're making, says the world. And a 1.9% year-over-year decline in imports. That report uh, upsets the global markets because the global markets buys and sells from China. So it's a poor economic message. It's a negative message. Given the concerns that it's stoked about uh, China and you know potentially a devaluation of their yuan to help restore export demand, their currency, the yuan, is at a six-year low against the dollar, and while its more recent weakening has been gradual, it still isn't sitting well for market participants who know what transpired after a quick devaluation in August 2015 and the one seen earlier this year in January. So, 
global markets are bothered by Chinese trade report. China, their stock market rallies on that news. That's a little one of the great ironies of Wall Street. Sometimes bad news is good news. Sometimes good news is bad news. We see a strong jobs report, and we're like, hey, everyone's got jobs. And we're like, oh, we need to slow down the economy by raising rates. So elsewhere out there, um, you know that 10-year treasury sitting at 1.75? That's a bit of a you know, kind of a secondary story today. So initial claims for the weekend in October 8th were unchanged at 246,000. That dropped the four-week moving average down to 249,250, which is the lowest average since November 3rd, 1973. Now, um, that's a long time, right? To give you some ideas, you know, Ramblin' Man was a big song in 1973. Killing Me Softly. We're an American band. Um, you got that tie, a yellow ribbon around that old oak tree. So, those numbers are pretty good. I mean, we can deal with that, I think. Um, that's a long time, right? So, jobless claims are at levels not seen in 1973. So, you 27, you 37... 44, 43 years? You go back to 1973 and, you know, cost of a gallon of gas is 40 cents. Um, average home price in the United States, uh, $9,900. So, pork gross by the pound was 59 cents. So, U.S. troops were withdrawing from Vietnam and the U.S. involvement in the Vietnam War ends in the signing of a peace treaty. Uh, so you get the idea. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I think those are really the big headlines of the day. Um, there's not a lot of economic news here today. You can play with a little bit of it. You get one Fed Reserve president talking today, a guy named Hawker. Um, he said that he supports a rate hike by the end of the year. So the market's... Moving a little bit lower on that kind of news. Some notable headlines. The CEO of Wells Fargo, John Stumpf, is retiring effective immediately. Um, you know that Wells Fargo opened phony accounts. They rewarded employees who opened accounts. And they punished employees who didn't. So there's going to be some lawsuits tied towards that. CSX Corporation reported better than expected third quarter earnings, but offered some tepid growth quarter guidance. Ultra Salon uh, raised their outlook. That's nice to see. Delta posted better than expected third quarter earnings, but they had some, you know, difficulty explaining why things were weak. Um, so it was, it was one of those quarters that was like, uh, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you, you can keep it kind of thing. It wasn't like a glorious quarter in any way, shape, or form. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so need a job. Uh, interestingly, Amazon said it's going to hire more than 120,000 seasonal workers in the United States for the holiday season. That's 20% more than the last year, highlighting the growing threat that e-commerce poses against traditional retailers. Boeing is in the news. They landed a deal to sell a dozen 787 Dreamliners to China Southern. 
upholstering support for the marquee carbon fiber jetliner in an otherwise tough market for the twin aisle aircraft. You might remember the 787 had some problems with, um, I guess it was their battery packs in the plane. Uh, <clears throat> so each 787 cost how much do you think? It's pretty crazy. $271 million. <laughs> And I'm going to get on a plane to L.A. for like $100 round trip. Yikes, right? Um, so the CEO of Wells Fargo retiring, just so you know, he's taking with him $134 million, 63 years old. So um, he's kind of the figurehead at this point in time, and figureheads have to die. So he's still walking with 131 million, even though he had to give back 41 million. Um, <clears throat> it's fun to watch from a distance, isn't it? Isn't it? So I think it is. So, and I'm the only one that matters. 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. Let's not be shy today. Um, Bank of Mom and Dad. This is one of those areas that we have to think about on occasion of. Are we doing our kids right by helping them as much as we do? 47% of millennials confess that parents have pitched in with expenses since they've been on their own. Uh, parents help with rent, utilities, groceries, clothing, cell phone, and entertainment. Now, the bright spot on that is that millennials seem to be using that help to improve their finances rather than live large. So, um, millennials are a different beast for sure. So if you're a parent before you offer to help, take a look at your own financial picture. I hate seeing people uh, hurt their own, hurt themselves financially just to help their kids. I love the idea of helping the kids uh, within reason. But anyway, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Sitting down and writing songs can win you a Nobel Prize. Bob Dylan, mm, times are changing. Created poetic expression in the American song tradition has now won what once was considered a novelty name. He won the Nobel Prize in literature. Typically goes to novelists, playwrights, poets, essayists. So, because they're able to capture social conscience so well. 
singer-songwriters aren't considered serious threats for the Nobel Literature Prize. But he did hit the social consciousness pretty well. He did some pretty cool things. He authored a book called Tarantula, which was a work of experimental poetry. Um, he was kind of the father of the revolution, so to speak, the folk rock king. I guess he is instead of was. I shouldn't have him dead yet. Uh, so, I don't know. There you go. I guess we could all grow up to be something special. So, is the idea I want you to impose and push on your children. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, let's bring in CFP Chad Burton and do a little financial planning chit-chat first. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, how are you? Great. How are things new focus? Excellent. I love the, the canned answer. So Great, excellent. Absolutely. Those good terms. Yes. Um, what do you want to talk about this segment? Um, I was re- reading an article at, I think it's like, I don't know. Oh, Kiplinger's, which is my favorite financial publication out okay. there for people to read. Um, I want, you know, if you look at studies that on a lot of these fun magazines that are out there, like money or whatever, it's when you, when you go back and look at the articles they have in January, the top 10 mutual funds to own now. And then, in, you know, two quarters later, they have the top 100 funds for the year. Those funds never appear on the same list. It's okay. like you're just, it just never seems to work out. But Kiplinger's always has pretty good financial articles. This one's okay. It's kind of, uh, you know, what people, what wealthy people are worried about. Uh, people that have a lot of money or a lot of net worth. And one of the issues that they're worried about is how are they compared to other people? And it's really, wealth is relative to your expenses. Oh, yeah. Um, I was saying the other night in one of the events that we were doing, I uh, was talking about long-term care insurance and how important it is to look at, but at the same time, it's become very expensive. Last year, in 2013, uh, rates jumped drastically. Females often pay more than males because they tend to be in the nursing home. There's no more spousal discounts, and lifetime plans have gone away where if you go in with Alzheimer's for 15 years, you might get you know long-term care insurance plan that covers you for six, yeah, um, but not lifetime anymore. And rates have jumped. People that have had policies have seen rate increases as high as 80%. So if you've bought long-term care insurance, it's probably going to go up in cost. And That's I always it. say start shopping, looking at it, 55. If you're 55 and you're you know saved enough for retirement and your financial advisor that's you know fee-based yeah. has said, yeah, you're, he or she has said, yep, yeah, you're on track, you're saving enough. The sad part about that is long-term care is such a sad issue. I don't think people want to buy it because they don't want to ever be in that position. You know, the way you get around that is that nobody wants to go into a nursing home, right? Of course sounds not. sounds awful. Right. These policies pay for people to come to your house to take care of you, so that's one thing to focus on. Yeah, but again, I think the barrier that I would have is I don't want to picture myself in that position. It's like one of the reasons people don't get life insurance. They don't see themselves dying. Yeah. Um, so i got to imagine long-term care is a really tough sell because it's it's not cheap. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's for a worst-case scenario that you hope never happens. Yeah, I, I don't sell it, and I know people that do, and I know people that have exited the business in the last year because, number one, it was already a hard sell Right. because it's insurance. And insurance is tough because it, it's expensive, and you don't get any money back. Yeah. And now there's these hybrid life insurance policies, which are better than doing nothing. It's better than leaving cash in a 1% CD. So you got a lot of money sitting on the sidelines. It's kind of your safe money for if you go into a nursing home. 
there's these policies where you can use some of the death benefit to fund long-term care. Yeah. But if you pass away, your spouse or your kids or whatever, get the, get the life insurance. And it's not a great rate of return on your money. It's a little better than CDs. What do you think about a scenario where, like, um, I've got a uh, someone that I know that got offered life insurance at age, like, 72. Mm-hmm. company was willing to buy life insurance on him. All he had to do was sign the paperwork. What do you think about those type of scenarios? Um, usually they're, I mean, most of the time you see those, it's for burial insurance and things like that. And what they're betting on is that, so even even over the bubbles, a balanced portfolio's average, or the, you know, the, the big drops that we've seen in the last several decades, balanced portfolios have averaged about 6%, which means if you take the rule of 72, if you divide 72 by what rate of return you have, that's how many years it takes to double. It's, rule of 72 is pretty cool. Okay. And so they're betting that, okay, it's they're going to have you pay in about $5,000 for a $10,000 death benefit. And they know that they're going to be able to kind of double that money before you die. <laughs> so um, that's usually what the no-brainer, the no-underwriting type of programs are, are usually for things like burial insurance. If you don't have to do a lot of underwriting, go through physical, get on a treadmill, check your heart rate, it's probably not a very good deal. Okay. Um, the only time people, older people at that age need life insurance is for two reasons. Number one, if you have a pension that's going to go away at your death okay. and you're trying to protect your spouse, you might need some life insurance. And term insurance doesn't work when you're over 70. Just is, it doesn't, it's so expensive, it's ridiculous. Right. Or if you're over 70 and let's say you're a very wealthy business owner, you've yep. got an estate that's, if you're single over 5 million or married over 10, and if you die, there's going to be an estate tax due of 40% plus over that value. And there's no liquidity. You're worth a lot of money, but it's all in your business. So your business rich, your cash flow's fine, but your liquid asset poor. And if your kids have nothing to be able to pay that estate tax when you die, what are they going to do? They're going to have to sell the business or sell business assets or drastically leverage it. So what people do is they set up an irrevocable life insurance trust. That trust buys life insurance on that person. You create a tax-free amount for your heirs in order to pay the estate taxes. So that's the, those are the reasons. Or charitable remainder trust is another one, which we can talk about next segment. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him online at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Michael Jackson often thought of as the king of pop. His thriller famously depicted grisly ghouls from various tombs, closing in to seal the fate of the young lady and himself. Um, he's risen from the grave again, clocking in an $825 million payday. Isn't that fantastic? Can you imagine that? Most of the cash comes from this year's sale of Jackson's half of the Sony ATV music publishing catalog, home to the Beatles and Taylor Swift, Eminem, and others. In death, $825 million payday. Heart of a kid, business mind of a genius. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Most of the time.
Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. You hear about cities that get arenas and stadiums, and you go, is that a good idea or a bad idea? And I was reading a report on the NHL, the National Hockey League. Um, they recently started dropping pucks. And what doesn't drop is rental prices nearest hockey-only stadium venues. Um, there's a company called Rent Cafe. They came out with a report that I got my hands on. They looked at a dozen NHL primary arenas in the United States, and it showed that some of the newest arenas, less than 20 years old, have had been the biggest drivers of higher rental prices. Uh, many, many years ago, I lived in Washington, D.C., and there was a, um, a venue called the Verizon Center. It's home to the NHL franchise Washington Capitals and the Washington Wizards, as well as the Washington Mystics. They've proved... It was big controversy. Oh, gosh, where do I go with this? Okay, so there was a point in time back in the 60s and 70s where we were like, we don't really, in the 70s and 80s, we don't really want an arena or a stadium in the city. We want it outside the city. And then in the 90s and 2000s, there's this push to get, you know, <clears throat> let's bring those back into the city. So this is downtown, and... When the Verizon Center went in in Washington, D.C., people freaked out. You know, oh, this is going to be bad for business. Oh, it's, it's going to be good for business. Oh, it's going to be bad for business. Oh, it's going to be good for business. But ultimately, it pulls in a ton of wealth for people who own properties. Um, when the Verizon Center opened, um, more than $8 billion in residential and commercial development was built. So a lot of jobs. Rentals with more than 50 units within two miles of the nationwide arena in Columbus, Ohio, um, are at a 69% premium compared with similar 50-plus unit rentals in the Ohio City nearby. So if you're near a arena, you're able to charge 1300 bucks a month in rent versus $800 a month of rent for cities that don't have an arena. There's a lot of reasons for this. Um, obviously, you get a lot of shops, you get a lot of restaurants um, that go into, you know, supporting an arena. It's kind of culture around it. Um, Rents around San Jose, they average about $3,000 a month close to the stadium. Rents in San Jose that aren't close to the stadium, about $2,500. So that's 18% higher, and that's not too shabby. So anyway, that's that. Let's talk a little bit about Michael Jackson and you know what he did and what made him. I'm not going to say say great, but the highest paid dead celebrities list comes out every year. Elvis usually on the list. Michael Jackson will be on it for a while. Um, he was able to maximize. He made a ton of money, right? A ton of money, and. He had to make business decisions, and sometimes it was other people that made those business decisions for him. So Sony bought back <clears throat> the music rights. 
Um, and the music publishing industry is kind of crazy at this point in time. So Jackson wasn't considered you know, business savvy, but he had business savvy. He purchased the catalog for $47 million, and most of his friends thought he was crazy. Uh, people like David Geffen uh, thought he spent too much money. But it started ballooning. Uh, the catalog of Beatles copyrights, um, Sony paid Jackson $115 million to become partners on the deal just a few years after it. So in the years that followed, the publisher turned that into a multi-billion dollar monster, accumulating north of 2 million copyrights in total. So very, very lucrative investment for a publishing mogul. Um, just thought that was worth bringing up one more time. So $47 million investment. Uh, when all is done and done, said... Uh, $825 million, not too bad, just this year. Um, Snap's looking to come public, and if you don't know Snap, um, you should. The newest generation technology darling. Uh, they're kind of like the Facebook for kids. They're preparing to step out into the public markets. They've hired some bankers, it appears. Now, at one point in time, it was called Snapchat, but now they're just called Snap. They've hired Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs, basically a starting point for a stock sale. This is one of those companies that you might call a unicorn. Any company that's valued at over a billion dollars. Um, right now we're kind of lumping all of them together, good and bad. This is a good unicorn. Nice unicorn. Uh, stay, unicorn, stay. Um... So Snap coming public, you know, and other um, IPOs that we might expect down the road, not yet, but Uber, Airbnb. Uh, a lot of these companies are already awash in cash, and they've raised privately from mutual funds, venture capitalists, hedge firms. But initial public offering would represent a new level of status and legitimacy, placing them at the same level as Google and Facebook. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it's received. I think Snap is for real. Um, I think they've got a great CEO, and I think they have the best chance of step-for-step step keeping up with Facebook going forward, especially since they're more of a Facebook for kids. Um, Twitter, by the way, is doing really well recently with some headlines. Um, but you think of Twitter, you think of Google, you think of Alibaba, you think of Facebook... Snap's going to be one of those ones that you think of. So public investors will love it, I think. Uh, it'll be sexy. Remember, Facebook came public at $40 a share. It essentially goes to $18 a share, and then straight to $130 a share. It's played with $130, back to $100, up to $130. Facebook's getting ready to announce a stock split. They've already announced that they're going to announce it. So there's A shares, which you, the public, own. There's B shares, which uh, Mark Zuckerberg owns. And then there will be a new class of shares when they split it. Um, it'll be a two-for-one split for both A and B shares. Um, what's nice to know about this is some people really like stock splits. Some people don't. Uh, I look at it as it's nothing big, nothing you know great. It's okay. Uh, but it certainly doesn't change the value of a company. 
Uh, but it kind of rewards shareholders and says, oh, look, you get something shiny. So, uh, Snap was born in a Stanford University dorm room in 2011. The company is known for its mobile storytelling and messaging app. It lets users watch videos and send photos and messages to friends. They're coming out with some spectacles for the holiday season that's equipped with a video camera. Um, and it seems like they're doing everything pretty much so right. Advertisers are keen to snap in large part because their audience are 18 to 34 at 150 million daily users. Again, when you start playing with some of these numbers in your head, they're really impressive. 150 million daily users. That's a Super Bowl every day for advertisers. So Snap is continuing to build out content on Snapchat. The app has increasingly drawn comparisons to traditional television and seen as an internet company that could someday draw ad dollars away from television. Snap will generate nearly $367 million in ad revenue this year. Um, and that'll be a billion dollars next year. So you're seeing the fast growth there. Um, speaking of growth, sports in the United States expected to grow from 63, essentially $64 billion in 2015 to a $75.7 billion business in 2020. It's a lot of money in sports, right? And a lot of the money is being enhanced by media rights and sponsorship. Media rights revenues grew to $21.3 billion. So when you look at the game, and you look at the cheerleaders, keep Donald Trump away, and you look at the football players who are big, um, it's big business. So, And with new partners out there to help distribute it, the content like Twitter, um, big business is getting bigger in sports. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. How bad is it for Samsung right now? It's pretty bad. Not only do they have the exploding phones, but they also have exploding uh, washers. And that's not good. So they're now offering financial incentives for you to stay with them. They'll give you $75 to stay with them. Consumer electronics is a tricky business because you kind of get embedded with a operating system. Um, so in damage control, they're saying, we'll give you 75 bucks, which will keep people happy enough. They basically said it's offering up to $100 in bill credit to consumers who exchange their Note 7s for any Samsung smartphone in the United States. Customers who exchange their Note 7s for a refund or other branded smartphones will receive $25 in bill credit. Um, so there's a lot going on there. So they've received 96 reports of batteries in Note 7s overheating. Uh, and it's a billion-dollar problem. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. Find me on at robblackshow.com.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Is there anything you want me to talk about? If so, drop me an email. I'd love to chat about anything that you have on your mind, as long as it's reasonable. 800-516-1220 is the way to call. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com is the way to um, find me online via the old email account. So applications for U.S. unemployment aid remain at a 43-year low. Check. We're seeing a little bit of weakness in houses. We're seeing a little bit of weakness in cars. We're seeing some rotation issues on Wall Street. So we're paying attention to them all. But um, the overall healthy economy could be better for sure. But employment's okay. Uh, Wells Fargo CEO Strumpf is retiring with $134 million as a walking package. That's even after they call it back $41 million. So let's just look at that and say it's $175 million. Do bankers need that much money? If you can get it, why not? I'm not going to stop you. <clears throat> Hopefully you're not going to stop me. I think the bigger question is, do boards need to pay that much money to retain a CEO? Because that's big dollars. Um, healthcare costs are up a record 8% of household budgets. That's eating up a lot of our, our cost of living. Um, I'm not going to sit here and whine and moan about it. Uh, I think everyone should get a flu shot. Unless you hate old people. Because we're trying to protect the herd. Not necessarily protect ourselves. And small children and old people are susceptible to the flu, much more so than maybe you and I. So healthcare costs, um, pricey. So the cost of medical care is measured by the Consumer Price Index, or is 5.1% in August 2015 to 2016. That's the biggest 12-month gain since the early stages of the Great Recession. That's during the Affordable Care Act. The affordable care is becoming less affordable. Higher charges for medical care and drugs certainly have played a role. Perhaps a bigger factor is the increase in deductibles absorbed by employees with company-sponsored plans on or broader use of high-deductible plans uh, from those using Obamacare. So, don't get sick. Buy shares of Aetna, United Health, or consider buying shares of Aetna and United Health. That's probably the best way for me to say that without getting into legal trouble. Um, even Democrats like Hillary Clinton, who are strongly supportive of Obamacare, says it needs to be improved. Though a divided Congress, um, you know, might not be able to help very much. Republicans blame Obamacare for higher prices and a proliferation of high deductible plans. Other stories of note out there today include, but are not excluded to, um, a lot of sports stories out there today. I don't know what that's all about, but I've seen a lot of sports stories. Um, what was the one that I saw that I wanted to hit real quick? Um, oh, Amazon.com hiring 120,000 temporary workers. 
So that's 20% more than last year. It's really showing you that, you know, Macy's, Targets, and Kohl's, who say they're going to hire fewer workers, um, kind of like the, the pendulum, not the pendulum, uh, Amazon's doing well while others are doing okay. Verizon's closing down four call centers in California. I don't know how I feel about what stories when I see stories like that, because, you know, almost instantly I go, well, working in a call center can't be a lot of fun. Can't be a great career. I shouldn't judge, though, right? So Verizon's closing down some play, uh, call centers in California and New York. Uh, Banger, Maine, Lincoln, Nebraska. Rancho Cordova, California, which is near Sacramento. About 700 jobs are being cut in California. 300 are going to be relocated. Um, so I look at that in a... Anytime I see job cuts, I'm always like, oh, I wonder if they're, on, I wonder if they're helping pay for the mortgage. I wonder if they've got, like, when you've got call center skills, that's not like ninja skills. Are you replaceable? Are you, can you find more work? Um, the job losses in New York come at a time when Governor Andrew Cuomo is under increasing scrutiny for his economic development efforts in the upstate region, uh, where the, if you're not in a big city, it's struggling. And I think that's true also in California. So, where the closer you are to big cities, the better you do financially. So, Boeing is just won a $3.2 billion order from China Southern. There's going to be more planes in the sky. Worldwide travel continues to increase. So, we're going to hear more about missing planes. We're going to hear more about crazy, turbulent stories. It'll be... That guy from Oklahoma who's on his first flight ever, he goes, I was on my first flight ever, and I saw a baby hit the roof. Like, I peed my pants. I've never seen anything like that. I've never been on a plane. So you're going to see more and more stories tied towards airlines and problems with them because there's more and more planes in the air. So this is Asia's biggest carrier, um, China Southern. So, $3.2 billion deal. Each plane cost roughly $271 million. Um, 787s. So, which are really cool planes. I've never flown in one, but all the documentaries that I've seen on them are pretty cool. Interesting. We're watching the millennials grow up, and as they do, we know one thing. They're not big spenders or risk takers. How's that going to play into the economy? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me at robblackshow.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, and YouTube, Rob Black Show. Don't forget, I'll be sending out a newsletter soon. If you want to sign up for my free newsletter, find it at robblackshow.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.